ButcherBox makes it super easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty. And ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your front door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at ButcherBox.com forward slash WP and use code WP. Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. 12 below freezing outside, snow's on the ground, and ice is forming on the lakes. Must be ice fishing time. Honestly, I wouldn't know the first thing about that because it's 52 degrees here in Kentucky in December, and I have never ice fished a day in my life. I am literally sweating right now. But that's not stopping me from chatting about ice fishing on Gearbox Talk. Today, we're kicking off an effort to bring the expertise of the Go Out community into this show. We're interviewing longtime Go Out member Jimmy Glazer about ice fishing. Jimmy lives in none other than Wisconsin, where the ice runs as deep as the passion for ice fishing, so I'm glad to get this guy on to talk about it. Jimmy's not a self-proclaimed pro. He's just a longtime enthusiast. He loves this, which is why I thought he was perfect to give us an overview of how to get started ice fishing. Sometimes pros kind of forget what it's like to not know anything. Jimmy's going to give us an overview review into the gear that's necessary, the gear that's not, how to p- pick the right auger. He has some great insights into the gear itself, tip-ups, and all that good stuff. Now, if that sounds good, let's go ahead and give this video a like. Let's text it to a friend who's also trying to get into frozen fishing this season. Go on, I'll wait. All right, the waiting's over. This is Gearbox Talk with Jimmy Glazer. man welcome on to gearbox talk how's it going good man every year when when it hits ice fishing time i see you out there and it looks super fun and i'm a newbie so i'm excited to get your take on this and we're gonna dive right into some questions you ready yes sir all right dude i'm very interested to hear this okay you hit a lake first time ice fishing how do you pick a spot to drill uh well it's (laughs) 
you kind of go off uh, if it's same as me. If I go somewhere new, I'll either kind of check out where people are going, or Onyx and some of these other uh, apps have uh, nautical charts, and you can see the structure of the lake. Um, and you just kind of go off of the depth. You know, you pick a depth. Really, you kind you could call like the local uh, uh, bait shop. They're always really helpful on you know where what depth are people catching them off of. Um, otherwise, they are. Uh, you kind of go off the same as you would regular fishing. You know, they like structure, they like points, um, drop-offs, um, things like that. So you kind of pick a depth you want to try and walk out there and get at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the next question is drilling a hole. Okay. So, um, and there's a couple options here for your beginner level. What, what's your drill of choice, uh, to, to get started? Uh, so what I started on was, and I just got this auger. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, just a six inch Eskimo handheld. Um, it's, I always thought handheld, I've never used one before. And I thought that's eh, going to be pretty tough. Well, it's, it's amazing how easy these little things are to drill a hole. Um, and that's when you're kind of targeting smaller fish, crappies, some, you know, panfish, stuff like that. Um, I also have a eight inch, uh, strike master gas powered auger. It's an older, it's pretty old. Um, I got it from my buddy. Um, but that's one I use when I'm targeting bigger fish, walleye, northern, you know, some trout on Lake Superior. Awesome. And, you know, another another thing that I know a lot of people are searching for when it comes to ice fishing is what are tip-ups and why should you use them and then what tip-ups to buy? So what's your approach there? Uh, this is the tip-ups I use. They are uh, HT. Um, uh, I can't even remember what that stands for, to be honest. Um, but... This is a tip up, essentially your flag, this drops into the hole. And uh, I use treble hooks on the bottom of mine. Um, I know, of course, I get a caught in my pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of, some states don't allow treble hooks. So before you just go do that, make sure you know the regulations. Um, but yeah, you kind of set this with a little depth finder, um, which is a little weight, bring it down, usually off the bottom, but sometimes, you know, they're suspended. Um, and yeah, fish pull it and the flag pops up and you can, start put, your, you can put your beer down and go, go check it, on the yeah, fish. Exactly. <laughs> then, then the race is on. You push your buddies down to get to it. <laughs> um, so I, we could talk a little bit about what species you're chasing too, but you know, with, with that species, what are the fish eating during fishing season and how are you replicating that with your tackle selection? Um, so a lot of times the early season I use basically exactly what I do, uh, just like jigging during the summer um up here for like walleyes we use a lot of like sucker minnows crappie minnows uh shiners um shiners are a big one out on lake superior um and then sometimes if they're real finicky i only use the head of the minnow um which i just started doing that last year someone was like i was like i can't get the hook set and they're like just use the head it kind of gives them just a little less to focus on um and then otherwise for tackle, I mean, there's so many jigs out there. I don't know if you can see these, but, mm -hmm. uh, teardrops and gumdrops and all sorts of small jigs or I call them crappie jigs. Um, but this is what I use or wax and with waxies. Um, if you start getting into the bigger fish, uh, like the trout and the walleyes, you can use some of these, uh, jigging spoons. I think they're from, these ones are from Northland fish and tackle. I think. Um, or also, uh, jigging rapalas have become pretty 
pretty popular with a lot of people lately. So the thing with jigging Rapalas, um, if you have multiple holes in your, you know, setup, um, they spin when you, you know, jig them so they can swoop your line oh, if you right. have a lot of lines going. We learned that the hard way and it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> How do you prevent that? Just spread them out uh, further? Yeah, or, uh, or just have one hole. <laughs> <laughs> don't, just don't be ambitious. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that. All right, man. Uh, this is always interesting to me because I see, you know, I'm, I'm in Kentucky. We're not doing a lot of ice fishing. In fact, in like 10 years of living where I do now in Kentucky, which is more the Northern point, I can only remember one time where it's been cold enough to see people out ice skating. Okay. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in the region for this, but I'm curious for you, um, you know, with, uh, you know, taking out the shelter, you know, I'd like to hear, you know, what are the key components to a good shelter? And then for a beginner, like, is that necessary? Sure. Um, so I, uh, I just got my own shelter last year. Um, I kind of got some money for Christmas and I went right to, you know, the store and I bought, I think it was only like 150 bucks. Um, but the one I got is tall. Um, I'm six foot two. Um, I've been at some shelters that are like five foot five. So it's like really <laughs> tough to stand in there. Um, and so the ones, the one I have is six feet tall. Then the bottom kind of flares out a little bit, which, okay doesn't seem like a lot but when you're drilling drilling holes in the corners it's nice to have that added foot space um so so yeah that's um, what i look for looked for was basically height for me and then if you want a one person a two person a six person i think there's eight person ones out there and I know a lot of people are looking, you know, that, that beginner level person, they're, they're asking the question of like, is it necessary? And I know it's freaking cold up there, but like in general, is this like a got to have thing? Or maybe you tried a couple of times without it. it. It, we definitely go without them. Yeah. Um, just cause it is when you start packing all the gear, it's, it can get heavy and tough. Um, but on the nice days, yeah, we just, we don't bring anything. I mean, I've seen people just bring a piece of plywood in a bucket just to block the wind a little bit. Um, so it, it's not, is it necessary? No, but it is nice to have when it gets really cold, especially if you get out there, you know, right at first light and, or right before dark, um, when it, the temperatures really start to drop. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's a lot of gear, you know, it's, it's a lot, I mean, how are you transporting all of this to get it out onto the ice? You know, the, I feel like this is another meme waiting to happen, right? People think of the <laughs> right. trucks falling through the ice. Um, how have you found the best way to get your gear out onto the ice? Um, so I got an otter sled, one of those big black, uh, it's not even the big one. It's, I think it's only probably four feet wide, not even three feet, maybe. Um, and yeah, I just put a rope on that with a handle, um, load everything into that otter sled and just pull it out there. Um, works really well. I used to just have like a five gallon bucket. Um, and it's, I've had some disasters with that. It's, they've stuff falling out and you lean over and it all dumps out. And, um, and those are relatively cheap too. Um, I think the one I got was like 50 bucks or 75 bucks. Yeah, um, man. It's, it's interesting. Um, this is less expensive than I thought it was going to be to get into like everything you're, even the, the shelter, especially I think is the cheap, like a lot cheaper and more affordable than what I would have thought to get into it. I mean, sounds like yeah. all in all, you can get into this for a few hundred bucks. You can try out ice fishing and, and see if you like it. You're not making yeah. a multi-thousand dollar commitment here. Absolutely. Yeah. I think tip ups are 20, 25 bucks. Um, I think I only have four of them. Um, poles, um, 
you know, these are basically Walmart specials I picked up for, you know, 20, 25 bucks. Um, so yeah, a few hundred bucks, you can basically have everything you need. All right. Final question. I like to ask people from time to time on gearbox talk is out of all this stuff, what's your favorite piece of ice fishing gear? Oh man. Um, probably, well, now that I have a gas auger, that really comes <laughs> in handy. Um, there's a few things I love tip ups. Yeah. Um, there's nothing better to look down. Like you see the flag, you yell flag and you just start running. Um, so yeah, these HD enterprise ones. And yeah, I, I love the tip ups chasing flags. Awesome, man. Um, but yeah, another just piece of gear, um, is players when your hands oh, are cold. Right. Um, it's good to have a good set of players. Um, I got these ones, these Daco ones. Um, I never realized how bad I needed them until, I started using them and how quick it saves on trying to get a hook out when your hands are freezing cold. That's a good tip. I see. I didn't even think to ask that because I, I, I kind of, I don't know. I'm not used to fishing in that cold of, of right. uh, temperature range. So good tips, man, dude. Thank you so much for coming on here. I really think that this, this high level advice is going to help somebody get out for the first time this year. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Absolutely. Thanks, Brad. Jimmy Glazer. Remember, all the gear that Jimmy mentioned is in the show notes. If you buy any of that, we make money. If we make money, we don't own a portion of that money to raise them outdoors. It's a camp that teaches kids to fish, hunt, hike, camp, do all this stuff. It brings their parents into the fold, and it creates lifelong outdoor enthusiasts out of that. So if you're going to buy the gear anyways, buy it through the links. We'll be back soon with another episode on ice fishing, so go ahead and subscribe to the show so you don't miss out. Also, this is our last episode of the year. It's been an awesome start to this show. Thank you for a wonderful kickoff. This has been a crazy year. It goes without saying, and we've seen, despite all that, we've seen great growth in this. I think it has a lot to do with people getting into the outdoors, finding new hobbies in this year when you had to get outside. So I thank each of you for your enthusiasm for the content, for sharing it with friends, if you have suggestions, drop those in the comments. We read all of your comments, and we take those suggestions to heart. Except for that anonymous guy who told me to shove it. You, sir, can go f***. All right, that's it. Happy New Year. I'm out.